Hello and welcome to another episode of I-80 Sports Today. We're talking about the latest news around Major League Soccer and making our Match 22 predictions. Making these uh, sports book predictions has been kind of a uh, fool's errand this year. Um, a lot of unpredictability around Major League Soccer, but we're here today to break that down for you. We have some great picks and we have some great news and notes from the week. Alex, let's start off. Uh, what's that T-shirt? What's going on there? Uh, we've got the old NASL, the old Chicago thing going on here. Interesting. I have no idea what that is. The old North American Soccer League. Before my time, before my time, you love your retro shirts. I love it. Let's get into some news around Major League Soccer, and let's start out with the traffic report. The I-80 Sports Traffic Report, where you can find all your news and notes from the week. We're heading into match day 22, and while some teams have played a a game or two more, a game or two less, I found it really interesting this week that the top two teams of each conference, Philly, NYCFC, LAFC, and Austin, all have a plus 18 goal differential uh, with, you know, 21 games played. That's really good. Uh, it seems like there's a, a high disparity this year between the top and the bottom of each conference. What do you think so far about the standings here, Alex? Uh, to me, Austin is a surprise of MLS. You know, we talked about this Briefly, last week, I don't think anyone yeah. predicted them to be supporter shield challengers or challengers in the West, and they are, and for good reason. They're playing really well. Uh, the other three, 42 goals scored. That is top in Major League Soccer. And LAFC now going to be going major trophy hunting with major names, the Gareth Bale, the Chiliti signing. Uh, they're not done. Uh, you know, Those are the two teams in the West that stand at least. It's just like last year, Philadelphia and NYCFC. Up top, playing well, Philadelphia at home is really, really tough to be, and they don't give up any goals. So if they're not giving up any goals, they're gonna, you know, they're, they're gonna be on the the right end, the right end of results most of the time. Only 15 goals allowed. That is the lowest in Major League Soccer for the Philadelphia Union. And maybe one of my surprises there is the New England Revolution sitting at 6, 7, and 7. I've been picking on them on sportsbook picks, and it looks like they're in a little mini slump. Two losses in a row, two draws in a row before that, winless in their last four games. Very interesting to see, you know, what's wrong with that team and how they're going to right the ship. But... Let's talk about some good news around Major League Soccer this week, which is the friendlies. Um, MLS teams are, you know, beating European teams in friendlies. Yet Charlotte uh, and Chelsea went one-one into penalties, where Charlotte won. Minnesota United stomped out Everton four-nil. That's just a, you know, just a d- disgusting matchup. Uh, we know what these are. They're mid-season money grabs. Where, uh, you know, we sold our Red Bull Barcelona tickets for uh, quite a big sum of money, and you know, while these are not necessarily great indicators of where Major League Soccer stands. Um, are you celebrating these victories, or are you just blowing them off? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really celebrating these victories. You know, Inter-Miami lost to Barcelona 7 nothing could have been like 15. Uh, Bayern Munich beat DC United 6-2, could have been like 10-2. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, those teams' budgets, compared to MLS teams' budgets, there's no comparison. We're not ready there yet. 
are, is it exciting to see, you know, uh, a result like this? Yes. Uh, remember, these teams are in preseason and MLS is in midseason, so the fitness is an issue. But I'm not – I don't really, you know, go crazy. Both teams don't put their full starters out for a whole 90 minutes, and, you know, you can't expect like now. Unlimited Seattle, subs. You're playing now, every player on your whole roster. Yeah, but, you know, now the Seattle Sounders as Champions League winners of this region going to the FIFA World Club Championship – They'll be playing Real Madrid, a chance to play Real Madrid. So now, that in a real matchup, like it, for me, it's something that is something that interests me. Uh, MLS is not ready to beat the teams of Real Madrid in the world today, but that we'll see where we are when that happens next year. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to that too. But you know, in the meantime, I'm not one of the the cynics who's saying these games don't matter. No, it's fun to watch, and uh, it's more than just a money grab to me. I, I like to see um, the, the the players on the field together as a little bonding experience. And, you know, these games, uh, as silly as they might be, are going to do more to advance the sport in this country than a lot of other things. You know, there are people who've never been to Red Bull Arena that are going to be there for the Barcelona match. There are people who've never seen Charlotte play until Chelsea came to town. So I, I do want to recognize the importance of, of this to the sport and, and to the sport in the region um, while the games don't necessarily really matter. It's a fun event and, and anything that brings it, the attention onto major league soccer. I'm all for Alex. Uh, San Jose won, Salta Vega won. That was a late night result with under the wire. Not a lot of people saw. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, like I said, it's a money grab. You introduce some of the, you know, the Euro fans that just watch European soccer. So what's going on in MLS in their backyard, you might get some extra eyes going forward. Uh, yeah, but again, the results to me, you know, most of these teams are playing their backups or USL guys or MLEC uh, next pro guys. And, you know, even the starters for European teams, they're playing their backup reserves, younger guys. Uh, they're just getting into shape. So, I, you know, take for what it's worth, but it's fun to watch. Yeah. And there's also a, a pride fact. You can't tell me Everton, you know, they didn't put their, put their starters out. They weren't in good form. You still don't want to lose 4 nothing to Minnesota. Like is, is, is isn't that still? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's you know you don't want to lose any game for nothing friendly or not. So you know, like, again, <clears throat> it is what it is. But if I'm Minnesota United, I don't think I'm I'm anywhere closer to winning MLS Cup because of beating Everton for nothing. Let's put it that way. Fair enough. Now let's look at some members uh, who are making their first appearance today because uh, Federico Bernadeschi and Lorenzo Insigne are going to make their debut for Toronto this weekend. It's been kind of the focus uh, up there in the Great White North in Toronto. Um, we've been waiting for this to happen. Now you got two superstar Italians making their debut in the same week. We don't know if they're going to play a full match or if they're going to be subbed onto the field, but they are there. They are available, and it's going to be an exciting time for Toronto because Quite honestly, they need the bump. Yeah, let's see if the Taz can come and save the Toronto. Apparently, they have a plan there. A uh, huge Italian population in Toronto. Uh, pretty much excited. Off the air, I told you I came up with this guy. I'm calling these guys the FBI, the full-blooded Italians that come to save Toronto FC. Let's see if they can pull it off. Listen, they've been traveling around the country. They're not used to going to Austin when it's 105 degrees and then uh, you know high altitudes of uh, Colorado and Rail Salt Lake. But... Toronto is where they are. They got Bob Brown. A pretty, you know, in this league, he's a, one of the better coaches that, that we've ever had. It's just see what's going on. And Toronto's definitely in the transition, getting away from Pizuelo. Michael Bradley's on the way out. You know, Josie Altador is gone. Yeah. Uh, there's rumors that uh, what uh, Akinola wants to They're putting him on the trade deadline, uh, trade block. So they could come back from the ACL injury. So there's changes still coming to Toronto. I don't think they're finished, but let's see what these guys can do. They're big names that played over in, uh, in Syria. Let's see what they can do over here. 
Absolutely. They're going to be playing against Charlotte this week in, a, again, a, a situation where I don't think they're going to be playing full strength. Toronto has one of those uh, Canadian Cup games midweek. So while they do face a pretty good opponent in Charlotte, I would expect them to normally win this game. That is a game I'm avoiding altogether, even with the bump, because I can't trust that they're going to put out their best 11 against Charlotte this weekend. Last piece of news I have here is uh, Nico Giochini. Signing with Orlando, uh, he made his U.S. men's national team debut, I believe, last summer. Um, had some really good time uh, being at, uh, attacking. He wants to be part of the World Cup squad. He needs to get minutes, and he's going to look to do that in Orlando. Now, does this change Orlando for you? Because what I see with Orlando is a bit of a, a stack up with a, a few too many strikers. So let's talk about Orlando. Does Nico Giochini make their team better? Is he going to get starting attacking time? I would think so. They just traded Mendez, the midfielder, midfielder forward slash hybrid type player, to LAFC. I guess that's where the open spot comes in for Nico. Listen, if he wants any kind of shine on the U.S. national team, not only does he have to come here and start, uh, he has to score. And, you know, the U.S. is looking for a score. Is he going to get minutes, Orlando? Pato is how, how, how many minutes is he playing these days? I mean, seriously. So there's minutes. I think there's minutes to be had. He needs to start and get some serious minutes. Orlando isn't exactly where I thought they'd be in the standings this year. I thought they'd be a little better, so maybe this is a little jump start getting a young, hungry American forward that wants to play, that wants to score into the roster. There's a little jump start for the second half of the season. I like the signing. Uh, there's teams around the league like Red Bull that could have used a guy like this. So uh, yes. to move Orlando, let's see if they kick and get some minutes and get some scoring to get noticed on the U.S. national team. And, you know, they've been relying a lot on Urkan Kara and Facundo Torres this season. Uh, Pato's played, what, 11 games, three goals, four assists. So the, the the position is open, but it just makes me think when Pato's there, he's usually playing. Urkan Kara's been, you know, the youth. Uh, he's 26, so I, I keep thinking he's a little younger than he is. But he's been kind of a revelation this season for them. I don't know where Giochini is really going to walk in and, and fit in right away. Um, I don't see this as a mutually beneficial move. Again, I think there are teams, like you said, Red Bull, um, that could have employed him a little better. There are teams in MLS who are Philadelphia, Philadelphia a striker. Union, Philadelphia sporting Union KC, if it's if it's a one-year, yeah. um, you yeah. know, he, he could play for Sporting KC until um, uh, Pulido hopefully returns from his injury. It, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense for me, but um, if he can turn it on, um, I, I guess he, he sees that as his, his ticket to Qatar. Yeah, don't forget uh, another under uh, sign that just came in under the radar. Shaq Moore going to Nashville, the right back U.S. national team coming from uh, uh, coming from Europe. That's a really good move by them, and it's a good move by him. He wants to get noticed. He wants to make sure he's on the U.S. national team right back. You know, we got a lot of right backs in the U.S. national team pool, but he is up there. Uh, you know, I guess he was pushing Yedlin for one of those spots in the U.S. national team. I'm guessing so. That's a good move by Nashville. They need a little help uh, defensively. They're not as strong as they used to be. Uh, past few years, so Shaq Worth coming in, athletic right back coming in for that was a really good move by them. That was a nice sign for them. Playing next to Walker Zimmerman, I mean that's gotta that's gotta be worth something. Um, you know when the the men's national team goes there, uh, Nashville is has a zero goal differential, twenty seven goals for twenty seven goals against. Not quite the defensive powerhouse, but let's keep in mind they move from the east to the west, which is a much higher scoring, less defensive league. So I think that might have had something to do with it. Shaq Moore. Um, so, uh, uh, something we have to watch. I, I want to see him on the field right away, and I want to see improvements to this Nashville back line because that's how Nashville's going to win, and that's how, again, Shaq Moore is going to be uh, noticed. Alex, it's time. Let's go to our uh, take a ride in the toll booth and get our picks and predictions for week 22. 
the I-80 Sports Toll Booth, where you can find the best bets of the week. Alex, I'm starting out with the Columbus Crew hosting the New England Revolution. I'm taking the Columbus Crew at plus 110. This weekend, the Red Hot Columbus Crew hosts the struggling New England Revolution. Crew are 4-4-0 unbeaten in their last eight matches. And during that eight-game span, the crew have allowed only seven goals. As for New England, their current run of form is about to get worse. Not only are they coming off a two-game losing streak and four matches without a win, but they are 0-2-5 in their last seven games in Columbus. Columbus crew over New England Revolution. Can you get behind me on that? Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I'm picking this one also as my picks. I'm with, I'm on the Cucho train with Zella Ryan, and I'm riding Columbus till further notice. I mean, play, and the plus odds at home. Listen, New England's dropped a lot of points, uh, give up a lot of goals. But defensively, they're not as strong as they used to. Uh, I don't know what's going on. You know, let's say uh, Bruce Arena sometimes the post game press conference is like pulling his hair out of his head. Uh, you know, so <laughs> he, looks very, he looks very frustrated over there. Still, I'm expecting New England to sneak in one of the last playoff spots from the playoff start, even though I'm, you know the record is what it is right now. They're just uh, this is a situation where they're they're going against a really really hot team with a, a new player to just energize the franchise and Cucho and Cucho Hernandez, and that's the reason why I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. He's hot. He's scoring goals. I think it was a three goals in two games, something like that. Four goals in three games, something like that. Uh, great start. And, and the, the thing that's, that's even better okay with it, yeah. is that a lot of those goals have been assisted by Zella Ryan. It seems like uh, they have wasted no time, you know, really becoming acquainted and, and getting a solid perfect partnership sign there. That's a perfect sign to MLS. Uh, you know, uh, young Premier League experience uh Looking, looking for an opportunity to come internationally. He's come here and he's come running and he's scoring goals immediately. What's not to like about Columbus Crew? I would say keep riding him out until you see him dropping points. Absolutely. Brother BKL has says, I got Columbus. Good. Let's get on this train and let's win some money together. Next match I'm moving up to is DC United hosting Montreal. I'm taking Montreal at a plus 170. While the big Canadian story this weekend is Bernadeschi and Signe all over there in Toronto, I'm looking at Montreal pursuing some road points this week as they head to the nation's capital facing D.C. United. After missing most of June and some of July, I'm looking at Georgi Mihailovic here in returning to form. Played 30 minutes last week against Toronto. Montreal needs him back. Um, he leads the team with seven goals, three assists, and 13 appearances so far this season, and he's easily their best player, can lead this team to a road victory against a struggling D.C. United team this weekend. In Montreal, we forgot to mention uh, surprise teams of the year. This is one of my surprise teams. I don't think people had them where they are right now. George Mahal's injuries hurt them the last few weeks. Uh, without him in the lineup, they're definitely not the same team. Uh, but I agree with you on this one. DC United now with new coach Wayne Rooney uh, going through transition. Gressel gets traded to Vancouver. They just signed Ravel Morrison. Uh, you know, the, We still know the identity of Wayne Rooney. So we don't know what's going to happen there. I don't think they're ready yet. The roster isn't set there yet. Uh, Montreal's uh, climbing... Uh, Picking up points in the East, trying to get a home field advantage first-round matchup. George Mahalich wants to play uh, play well, wants to get back in the U.S. national team squad. Uh, remember, he brought it to camp, but he was hurt, so he really never got the opportunity to see what he can do. So uh, this game, uh, you know, Montreal plus 170, nice odds. I don't like what's going on in D.C. United. So I figure out what D.C. United is doing. Again, Taxi Fontas, we don't know if he's playing or not. He's yes, a big difference maker. that is the big story, and I'm going to bring that one yeah. around for you, Alex, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um Taxi sure. Fountas did not make the midweek trip with the team. He is uh, possibly injured. They said it's a very minor knock, but 
He could be missing this week too. That is going to be trouble because Ola Kamara is doubtful for this game. So if Ola Kamara and Taxi Fountas are not on the field for DC United, I don't even know who they have, who's the next guy up. They're going to be relying on Estrada to try to get a win against Montreal. This game should be open shut. Montreal should have a really good chance to win. And at plus two, plus 170, great odds, Alex. Yeah, I'm assuming it'll be hot and humid in DC that game. Uh, again, if Taxi's playing, I get a little nervous in this pick, but he's not playing for sure. I'm thinking I would agree with you with Montreal as well. Now let's let's go to a very desirable pick for me. LAFC um, is headed to Sporting KC. LAFC, you can get him at even money, plus 100 or plus 105, depending on which sports book you're shopping there. Um, LAFC's first place West Conference, 13, 3, and 4 record. The visitors, Sporting KC, in last place with a 5, 5, and 12 record. Lopsided match for me. Uh, not being given the respect it deserves, and I just think that the sports book is missing on this one. This should be a minus two ten bet, and it's plus one hundred five. I like it. Yeah, don't forget, Sporting Kansas City is playing right after this in the U.S. Open Cup semifinals against Sacramento, which I think is priority for them. That's one of the reasons why I took this game. Also, I'm taking LAFC. They're going for every trophy available. They're hot. They're in first place in the West. They got the uh, feeling uh, Austin right behind them. They don't want to drop points. Sporting Kansas City, I think he lost three straight at home, something like that, three or four yeah. straight at home. Uh, this is another one that, I, you know, what's not like an LAFC. Um, well, Gareth Bale, welcome to Kansas City and, and, and the barbecue. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it uh, after the game. Uh, I don't know about the golf courses out there. But anyway, I'm interested to see how LAFC uh, adapts going to Sporting Kansas City. Sure, another it's going to be a real hot one down there, but uh, I don't like what's going on in Sporting Kansas City. They can't score goals. LAFC is hot. They probably – we're going to be the best team in MLS. Yeah. Plus odds, definitely, I agree with you. Just don't forget, Sporting Kansas City, I don't think they're playing their full lineup tonight because their priority is uh, U.S. Open Cup semifinals. That's their only chance to get into Champions League. So they're going to be prioritizing that. I think that's why I'm going to go with LAFC. I agree with you there. And there's one thing I want to add on top of that is that they won't be playing their full roster because their full roster will not be available. My big knock on Sporting KC this year is they were relying too much on that Cinderella run from their wings with Shallowy and Johnny Russell. They have no one in the center of the field, and it got worse. Here are the players that will be missing with injury. Alan Polito, Gadi, Kinda, Osvaldo, Cisneros, all missing the match with injury. Let's add Roger Espinosa and Courtney Ford, who are going to be suspended, and Tim Milia is questionable. Recipe for disaster. LAFC should take this easily. Ah, I, I just yeah, just like you mentioned again, I don't think Sporting Kansas City is going to go full force as is. Their their thing around their season depends on U.S. Open Cup against the USL team Sacramento. So I'm assuming they're wanting their main starters rested, not going full ninety in this game. That's why I'm definitely taking LAFC in this one. And the last game that I picked, Alex. Real Salt Lake hosting FC Dallas. I'm taking RSL at plus 100, even money odds. RSL's unbeaten at home this season with a 7-3-0 record. I was going to do this game, yeah. They're hosting FC Dallas, um, and anytime you have a home favorite, plus 100, love those odds. This is an open-cut-shut case for me. RSL is the better team at home with an advantage playing against a slumping Dallas team that hasn't won since May. Alex, it's a great match. I, I I love a lot of games this week. Actually, looking at the sports book, I love I'm very yeah, happy. Yeah. This is what it again. Like now, I think I should have took this game. I love Real Salt Lake when home, especially you know. I always talk about when they're home. I always look to put my money on it. Dallas uh, is not really good on the road, and you just said RSL is undefeated home, doing with you know not the most named players in the league, and they're not a lot. Of, I don't think a lot of guys outside of uh, Salt Lake watch RSL, but they are a fun bunch to watch, especially at home. 
Uh, they're like the engine that doesn't quit. Uh, I like this team, the the heart they play with under Pablo. So uh, I I would agree with you. This is gonna be tough, but uh, I'm gonna agree with you. I think Real Salt Lake's gonna eat this one out. But I think I might wimp out in the double chance, but I'm still saying Real Salt Lake's gonna get the the odds are that just Dallas wins straight up to me is very minimal in the, the chance of that happening in this matchup. So I like the Real Salt Lake or the double chance in this one. Absolutely. And my question for RSL all season is going to be like the who of that offense, because there's no superstars. There's no one that I would think is going to step up and score 15 goals. But last week in a 3-0 win over Sporting KC, also at home, Venezuelans Sergio Cordova and Jefferson Savarino both had an exceptional game and scored goals. Um, Savarino now has three goals and two assists in his last three games. I look forward to that success continuing this weekend. Jefferson Savarino is a player who uh, he can get it done. He, he's not going to be a 15-goal scorer this season, but if this hot streak continues, he can push RSL to a home win. Listen, Dallas could – Ariola and Ferrer are playing well. Let's not get no, – let's not dismiss Dallas quickly. Dallas has problems in the back defensively. Uh, I, I don't like what's going on back defensively. You go into a high-altitude place, you're struggling to get some points. I'm sorry, Dallas, but I don't like your chances going through into Salt Lake in this one. All right, and Alex, you have uh, one more pick. I think that I haven't touched on yet. Yeah, I, I was going to take the real slate, but I decided to go with Vancouver plus one thirty home against Chicago. Yes, I know they have the Canadian Championship coming the final week, but lifetime Chicago is no wins, four draws, and thirteen losses at Vancouver. Is this going to be the first time they win a game? I say no. I say no. You know what I mean? So, if anything, maybe double chance to win out, but Vancouver plus one thirty. Against a team that's never won there, uh, I like my chances. I think Gressel coming there is going to give them a little energized loose. One of the better crosses in the league. Cavalini's been complaining about Croy needing service, wanting a guy that can cross the ball. Well, now you got Gressel, probably arguably, if not the best crosser, is right up there. So, interesting how that works out. I think that's going to jumpstart the Vancouver exactly needs. Brian, something, uh, forgot his last name. He's also going to benefit from this. So, uh, right. let's go with uh, Vancouver plus 130. Uh, what's his face? The the DP signing Chicago. Uh, Shakiri's having a rough time. Yeah, Shakiri's uh, is, is is just not. He's a non-factor. He's having honest. a he's having a rough time here in MLS, and now he's going up to the turf up there. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. That's another reason. Turf game. I'm I'm I'm, I'm taking big. I usually don't bet Vancouver. I'm taking Vancouver in this one. I like that pick, and you're also going against. Our home team, you're going against the Red Bulls this week. Yes. Uh, Austin is plus 125. Red Bull will be saving it up in the tank. Uh, same to, thing. Uh, same, same strategy. Same strategy. Red Bull, major game in the few days at Orlando for Open Cup semifinals, which is priority. Red Bulls never won a major trophy for the, all the fans out there that would like to remind us that on a constant basis. This is how close they are. Because of that, the way uh, Austin is playing at home, and today the news that uh, Cecilio Dominguez has been the let go released. He found another team that opens up a DB spot. They're bringing in another South American player coming in. The name escapes me. I just got the news before I came online. So things in Austin are looking up as even more up. Uh, Red Bull going to that heat down there with a priority game a few days later. The way Austin's playing, the way Austin's scoring, I, I, I have to take Austin. And the plus odds at home, plus 125. I saw Austin at home. Yeah, I, I got to take that. You know, I'm a Red Bull fan, but I'm going to expect the Red Bull to get a good result here. Absolutely. And Brother Man says, I got NYCFC to watch. Yes. Um, that's going to be an interesting game. Tati Castellanos' last game before he leaves the club. They're hosting Miami. The odds are not good. You're not going to make money on that pick, but it's going to be like a very interesting my, game to watch. It's like, it's like minus, what, 300, something like that? It's, yeah. it's plus 700, 600 on Miami. The odds are ridiculous, but I, that's why I wanted to take the game, but the payout's so small for NYCFC, and God forbid something should happen. Uh, you know, 
again, yeah, and this is Castellano's last game. Another reason why they, with the, the send up they're going to give him, they're going to show him the ring and all that. Uh, NYCFC is going to create him around. They're, they're not, they're not losing this game. This, the odds are just ridiculous. It's like minus three hundred, minus two ninety, uh, plus three ninety on the tie, plus six hundred on Inter Miami to win. So hey, if uh, I don't know if Miami ate their Wheaties this morning, maybe they uh, pull something out. But I don't think anyone is breaking down that NYCFC party and the Castellanos going away time. Alec, we're just about the end of the show. Do you have any final thoughts for us? No, now we're getting into the you know second half of the season. Uh, we're going to talk about the U.S. Open Cup results that happened on. Uh, uh, I do We're going to talk about it or we're going to mention either preview or talk about it on our next show. Uh, we'll see who what two teams will be in the final for the U.S. Open Cup between uh, Red Bulls, Orlando, Sacramento, and Sporting Kansas City. Uh, and stay tuned right here for any MLS news and uh, check us out on all social medias: Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, whatever the hell we Hit got, bottom the charge, let it subscribe, you and there you, uh, go. you can catch all your major league soccer news and notes here. Next episode, it will be midweek uh, because it is shark season coming right around the corner, and we will see you all here for that. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching ID Sports.